Well, here we are once again, um, because Paul didn't remind me, I was hoping he'd forgotten, and I was sitting there thinking, well, perhaps somebody else will get up and come to the front, so, you know. Um, it's going to be uh, a simple word and a short word. Can I be heard all right, yeah? Oh, right. You must tell me to keep it, you know, because I'll forget. So it's going to be a simple word and a short word, and much of it will be familiar to many. And it starts with a psalm, and continues with a psalm, really, which will be utterly familiar to almost all people here. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And it is a powerful and revelational realization of the ascendancy, position, and all-encompassing power and willing provision of God to and for mankind in every aspect of life in his every deepest need. It was on Wednesday evening I was asking the Lord to give me something to say. And why not do Psalm 23 came into mind. And my response was automatic. And because I was taken aback and unedited, unedited by the higher and somewhat more critical regions of the mind that pause for thought before speaking. I said spontaneously, really, really, it's been done so many times and is so, so, so familiar to everyone. Bleat. I'd re really prefer something other. It just shows that when we're taken off guard, what we say is what we're thinking, rather than composing what we say. You know, so that's me, bleat. And so anyway, it's Psalm 23, which I'm just going to read in full in a moment. It is, as again you will all be well aware, short and pithy. Just six verses, full of meaning and revelation. And having said that, I'm not going to go into it very deeply, but just to concentrate on a particular aspect or so. And perhaps the Lord just wants us to be reminded of that word revelation in and of the scriptures and how that revelation communicated through the scriptures becomes firm and real to us. Scripture is not the word of man nor the work of man but is communicated by the Spirit through man 
and being so is in terms man can grasp, understand and ultimately fully comprehend and assimilate and experience for himself under the tutelage of that same spirit. The Lord is my shepherd, known and experienced, acknowledged and accepted as an undisputed fact by heart and mind. By the inspiration and willing disclosure of God himself, of his thought, of his nature, of his very being and his total faithfulness and care towards we who belong to him, our creator and our God, and by his activity in our lives. He wills and wants to be known for who and what he is and to be trusted for who and what he is and will also prove and actually has proved himself many times over during our lives to this present time that we will know that he is in truth our shepherd. What he says is what he is, period and plainly. He is utterly one with it. There is no pause for thought, nor need for such with him. And we especially can never say I did not hear, I did not know, I could not find. For he has spoken words and reality from beyond and above the earth and the mind of man into the realm and heart and experience of man in word and in many practical ways revealed himself to us with such great assurance of his favour and grace by word and deed. Psalm 23 is taken from the Christian Standard Version. And I'd like us to dwell here briefly and consider it carefully as a sort of full package for life from beginning to end. I'm just going to read it and... The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths 
for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. And now I'm just going to read back through it, slowly, as ever, and ask a question, which is, do you believe this, that he is your shepherd? And how deeply do you believe, and why? I'm asking and have asked myself the very same question. So I'm just going to read it back through again. And as a reader, I want you to consider how he has been your shepherd up until this moment. Consider the things he's done for you. Draw it to mind. Look at the evidence of his care, of his love, of his power, his protection, his provision. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. It's good to be pursued by the goodness and faithful love of the Lord. He runs after us to show us his faithful love and his goodness.
but often we use Psalm 23 as a sort of comforting talisman in a disturbing or fearful situation and often find ourselves returning to it in similar circumstances without having gained for ourselves with any real depth or permanency the revelation given perhaps over many years to David by the Holy Spirit for David himself it's a learned revelation by experience of the faithful goodness of God on a daily basis and through him that knowledge is communicated to us as a starting block for the growth of faith in that self-same learned revelation of God the overarching shepherding of God in our own lives often lives of hardship and difficulty and oft times fallings and failings the interesting thing is this revelation of the Lord being my shepherd is not gained in an ivory tower of pampered spiritual well-being but in the actual going through of much suffering and hardship and many mistakes David's life was not easy but fraught with difficulty and danger with trouble and turmoil with much sin and much correction and with much foolishness and misjudgment for instance running to Gath when pursued <coughs> by Saul and thoughtlessly causing the death of Ahimelech and the priests of Nob and it was through those things and in those things that he came to realize and experientially know the overarching lordship of God the Lord his shepherd the good shepherd who brings you through the fires of life refined but not destroyed weak and often foolish but strengthened and protected by the power of his might and his committed faithful love there was another beside David who through much suffering and sin and much hardship came to this personal revelation of the Lord his shepherd and it may surprise some to know that it was the fount of the nation of Israel the man who was crafty in the beginning Jacob himself Genesis 48 15 and 16a then he blessed Joseph and said 
God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm. Jacob, stroke Israel, came to this revelation that the Lord was his shepherd through much hardship and trial in a life that was something of a disaster zone. Not just because the Lord said so, I am your shepherd, but because the Lord proved himself to be so in every circumstance and eventuality. David and Jacob were flawed, often not knowing their left hooves from their right hooves, but they were the redeemed of the Lord. And part of his plan for the salvation of man, and he was truly their shepherd. His power, goodness, and merciful love kept them to the end, and through them, and even despite them, he achieved his purpose. We too are the redeemed of the Lord, and part of his plan. He is our, my shepherd also. Each one of us here, individually, in a unique and personal relationship, has the Lord for our shepherd, as well as collectively. John Newton wrote in that famous hymn, Amazing Grace, the same truth. Through many dangers, toils and snares, we have already come. Twas grace, the favour of God, that brought us safe thus far, and grace, that same favour of God, will lead us on. It's true of each of us here, our lives and our presence here today are a testimony to the faithful love and power of the Lord, our Shepherd. Of what then should we be afraid? Or why should we go on being afraid of what is happening now? or what possibly will happen in the future. Have we not experienced many times and in many ways each of us, each of us individually the providence, provision and protection of the Lord our God even with and despite our feet of clay. The Lord is our shepherd. We have 
everything we need and have had since the day we first believed and were brought into the flock of God. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. He leads us through the valley of deepest darkness. He stands with us in the presence of our enemies and pursues us with his goodness and faithful love. All of this we actually know because we have experienced it in our own lives. Not just word only, but deeds matching and flowing from that very word. For God and his word are one. It would be good for all of us to often call to mind the way he has faithfully shepherded us this far, recognizing also that he will lead us on, never leaving us, nor ever forsaking us. Isaiah 40, 28, 29. Do you not know have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. We do know, we have heard, and come what may, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have nothing to fear from what is happening now or will happen in the future. For the Lord, the Most High, the Great and Almighty One, has chosen to be our shepherd. Amen. Amen. Amen.